There's no secret formula for better service throughout the customer journey. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot. It makes it infinitely easier to scale customer support and increase retention. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Proactively drive retention with customer health scores that help keep your business ahead, stopping churn in its tracks. And give your entire go-to-market team the data they need to operate as one unified, powerful front. Also, you can easily support, strengthen, and grow your customer base. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. Howdy, folks. Hope everyone's doing well. It is very hot here in Massachusetts. It's like 95 right now. I'm in a room with no air conditioning, by the way, Rob. So it's a schwitz fest over here. So am I. So I hear you. Oh, loud and good. Clear. Anyway, it is Tuesday, August 9th. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Rob Letters, and this is the Hustle Daily Show. Later in today's episode, I'm going to be breaking down how in our race to escape the nine to five, some odd things are happening in the corporate world. The work-life balance should be more balanced than ever. But as companies try to balance remote work, productivity and well-being, things are getting a bit weird. Before we get to that, though, we're going to run through what's happening in business and tech. Let's get crack-a-lacking. Rob? Amazon just bought its equivalent of crack cocaine, an <laughs> army of robotic vacuums, Roombas from iRobot for $1.7 billion. Want to help us break this down? Absolutely. So, JC, have you seen the Disney Channel original movie Smart House? The era of Disney movies a little before my time, unfortunately. <laughs> anyway, this movie Smart House, it's basically all about this family who buys this house that is run by this virtual assistant named Pat. And she basically like does everything. She's like this virtual assistant that essentially manages the entire house. Yeah. People talk about the Jetsons and how technology like is starting to look a lot like stuff from that cartoon from the 60s. It's super futuristic. Right. And what Amazon is doing is a lot like Smart House. And it honestly feels yeah. like Smart House was kind of the inspiration for all of these in-house <laughs> initiatives that Bezos wanted to run. It probably there. was. Seriously. Over the last decade, between being run by Bezos and new CEO Andy Jassy, Amazon had been making a ton of moves on the home robot front. Yeah. So they acquired this Polish company called Ivona Software, which was a voice recognition startup. Mm. And then in 2014, they launched the Echo Smart Speaker, which is powered by Alexa, which was largely built off of this Ivona software that they had just acquired from Poland. Mm, very nice. Very nice. Beyond the voice assistant stuff, they acquired a company called Blink in 2017 that does smart security cameras in-house. They acquired Ring, which does the smart doorbells. The last one, and what makes this newsworthy, is last Friday... Amazon announced that it was acquiring iRobot, which is a Massachusetts-based company. They make the Roomba smart vacuum that goes around and cleans your floor without you having to push anything around. They acquired the company for $1.7 billion, which people are kind of looking at it as a steal, I think, because I think a lot of people use Roombas. Yeah. And I mean, what's making a lot of noise now, the biggest concern that I've seen is around data collection. I don't think anybody needs to be reminded that Amazon takes a lot of heat for data collection. Mm -hmm. But apparently Roomba is like this massive data play, which I didn't recognize. Oh, yeah. Because they map your house. Yeah. They essentially like map the dimensions of your house. And people are saying from that data, Amazon will be able to kind of approximate the net worth of different homes and different users. Yeah. 
and be able to tell like what to promote to them and what to try to sell to them. That's very interesting. I uh, was looking at it more in terms of these robots have sensors that sense millions of objects and they can just see what's in your house pretty much by identifying what objects are in your house and what's not in your house and very useful data for Amazon. That is scary. Yeah. So it's like with Alexa, they get the audio of what's going on in your house. And then with Roomba, they get (laughs) the visuals of what else is going on. That's pretty scary right there. (laughs) Yeah. All right. And in other news, a report from Aptopia found less than 1% of Netflix's 221 million members play the company's mobile games. Yeah, you might not even know they have mobile games. <laughs> they have a ways to go in this department. They're investing heavily in the space. They purchased a bunch of gaming studios for millions of dollars. They're also looking to double the number of games they offer by the end of this year to 50 titles. So that's a lot of games. But this is a long-term play, so I wouldn't read too much into these numbers. Moving along, Axios, the digital media startup known for its brevity, agreed to be scooped up by Cox Enterprises in a deal worth around $525 million. Axios has been moving into local news and enterprise communications products. Management is staying the same. Looks like a great deal for everyone involved. Very nice for them. What else? Amid staffing shortages, Qantas, an Australian airline, asked over 100 senior executives to work as baggage handlers at Airports in Sydney and Melbourne over the next three months. That's a very interesting thing. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like this should be something that other companies and other disciplines do. Like, why not take the C-suite and senior execs and put them on customer service for a few months at different software companies, you know, give them exposure to what's going on. I love that idea. It's a beautiful thing. It, it keeps everybody humble, right? Also in the news, shares of Bed Bath & Beyond surged around 40% after the company is mentioned on Reddit's Wall Street Bets message board. Here we go again, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. But with that, I think it's time to talk work-life balance. What do you say? Yeah, JC, I want to hear your thoughts on this work-life balance thing because, quite frankly, it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Is that so? You have a good balance? I think I strike a decent balance. I had one friend that told me that I am the most balanced friend he has as far as work-life balance. I'm not really sure if I believe it, but I'll take it. I (laughs) I think it's a compliment. That's a very big compliment. I think it's also kind of a way of like backhanded telling me that I'm not super ambitious, but (laughs) it's okay. I'll take it. (laughs) Nice. Well... There's a lot going on in the world of work-life balance, and it's kind of out of whack. If you're looking at corporate America, especially, there's something odd happening here. Totally. And it's that movements like working from home are widespread. There are unlimited vacation policies popping up everywhere. The work-life balance should be more balanced than ever. But I don't really think that is the case if you look at the data. Let's look at vacations first, okay? 57% of Americans vacationed in the past year. That's more than any year since 2009. This is fascinating. uh, According to Allianz, 2009 was the first year they started recording this. So it's, you know, the most ever. But if you look deeper, here's what you'll find. So while more Americans than ever are going on vacation, 60% of U.S. execs are working more on their vacations. 63% are taking shorter than usual vacations. And 37% are logging on more during vacations, up from 19% in 2021. So it's like... We're going on more vacations, but are they really vacations? Is unwinding on the beach while using Microsoft Teams really the best way to do it? (laughs) I think it's funny. Like All of these trends around giving people a break are being countered by all of this technology that makes it easier than ever to work from anywhere. Right. And so it's like there are these two forces that are like going against each other. 
And a lot of the time, being able to work from anywhere kind of wins out, right? right? You feel like you need to be checking Slack. You feel like you're going to be missing things. It's right. one of those things I feel like people say you need two weeks of vacation. You need that first week, and then you finally loosen up after that first week, and then you can actually enjoy your vacation. No, you're totally right. We're building all these technologies and products that make work easier. And the byproduct of that is we end up doing more work. Totally. At home, especially now, or on vacation. And the proof is in the pudding. In 2021, Microsoft Teams saw a 42% rise in chats per person after normal work hours. Yeah. But, right, the flexibility is great. People are saving hours by not commuting or commuting less, six hours per week on average in the United States. But they're also spending, according to surveys, half of that saved time just doing more work. It's just very interesting what's going on here. One practice that I think has seen some success is what's becoming known as just the company-wide week-long recess. The week of rest. The week of rest, right? They do it at HubSpot. They do it at companies in a variety of industries. Uh, PwC just did it on for 60,000 employees, and they got positive feedback from employees, which is extremely surprising, right? Yeah. <laughs> who, who could have guessed that? <laughs> right. Uh, so there are some things that I think do work and do help. But you also have what I think is the most interesting perk that we're seeing be developed live, which is the four-day work week. Totally. And oddly enough, it's proven effective. It's been tested in Iceland for multiple years, saw a lot of success, no decrease in productivity, but an increase in worker well-being. And now it's undergoing promising tests in the United States, Canada, and the UK with over 7,000 workers across 130 companies. So I think we're just in a weird time now where companies are trying to balance remote work, productivity, employee well-being. You know, some are struggling, some are doing better than others, but it's also not unreasonable to think that people could soon be working a four-day work week from home with an unlimited vacation policy. And the only thing I could think of when I was thinking about that is try explaining that to your grandpa who was born in the 1930s, right? <laughs> One of my grandparents worked in public electric New Jersey for literally 60 years. I think that would completely mm -hmm. blow his mind. It's important not to forget, in the United States, 23% of private sector workers do not even get paid vacation. That is crazy. So while there is a lot of talk, obviously, of cool perks like unlimited vacation and company-wide weeks of rest. It is not even remotely the reality for a lot of people, about one in four people in America. Yeah, absolutely not. All right. Bada bing, bada boom. That is going to do it for us today, folks. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We are a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig. Our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter, which you can sign up for at thehustle.co. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Rob Letterst. We'll see you tomorrow.